The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, gentle listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in for another BGN radio special. I am your host, Rachel Prevet, and this episode is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And you guys know that we love bringing on special guests. And so on today's episode, I am joined by a Philadelphia Eagles legend and all pro cornerback in Bobby Taylor. What's up, Bobby? How's it going? How's your week going so far? It's Friday Eve, you know, ready to go into the weekend. What's going on? Rachel, you know what? I still feel like it's victory Monday, especially with the Eagles being 4-0 and right now. So this is like, it's, I know it's Thursday, but it's Victory Monday still for me. So I'm, I'm great. Hey, I love to hear that. And we're going to get into the Philadelphia Eagles and the state of them right now. But before we even get into that, I have to mention that you are joining me on behalf of Gen Youth and the NFL Play in Schools program that is set to launch the NFL Play in Schools Coach of the Year Award. And so can you tell us just a little bit more about this program? Yeah, so it's a great program. So I, I partnered with Gen Youth along with NFL Flag. And so we just want to honor those who equip, engage, and empower um, our youth to be active. And so when you think about a PE coach and you think about a youth coach, whatever sport that may be, male, female, they play a big part in our children's lives, especially if they're going to school and as much time that they spend with them. And so we know how important it is for our youth to be physically active every day. The CDC obviously says that 60 minutes a day is um, what you need. And, and we just want to love on and, and honor these folks. And so if you can go to flag.genyouthnow.org, um, submissions will be open until October 21st. And we just want anybody that feels like there's a teacher, there's a youth coach that needs to be honored. We want to hear from you. We want as many submissions as possible. We want everyone to make it hard. It can be a 500, a thousand, two, whatever it is. We're going to go through them all and just try to figure out um, who's deserving of this, um, this award. And so I have to ask you, when you reflect on your youth and your childhood, is there a coach or a teacher that you remember having an impact on you in this area? Oh, for sure. I mean, I can think about my high school track and defensive back um, coach. His name was Oscar. I'm sorry. His name was Coach Jones, Coach Curtis Jones. But then also my track and running back coach, his name was Oscar Wilson. And actually, Coach Wilson is still coaching right now at the high school that I went to high school in Longview, Texas, Longview High. And 
those two gentlemen, they were more than just coaches. I mean, I spent the night at their homes. I had dinner with their families and they just, they played a big part um, in my life. And it wasn't all about sports. It was about, you know, just being, be, being a, a respectable young man, uh, making sure that, you know, I focused on my grades first, education came first. And so um, those two gentlemen, they, they, they've definitely been a part of my journey, not only athletically, but just overall a part of my life. I love that so much. And so gentle listeners, you heard it here, you know, make sure you take the time to nominate someone. Uh, The coach of the year award is going to honor, like we mentioned, a physical education teacher, a coach or who strives in the community to make a positive impact on the youth. And so it's so important. I know my coaches had uh, impacts on me as well. And so we love to hear that. But Let's get into the Eagles. You know, they're undefeated, the only undefeated in the team right, I mean, in the league right now. That's, <laughs> that is a big deal. What are your overall thoughts on the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles? I'm loving it. I'm loving, I'm loving it. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I'm, in, I'm from Texas. I live in Texas. This is cowboy country. I mean, I had the unfortunate to where even when I was playing, there were people in my family and my, and my family that didn't become Eagles fans, they remain Cowboys fans just because the love is so deep. And so for the Eagles to be where they are right now, um, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. Um, the defense is playing phenomenal on every level of the defense. Um, you know, Howie Roseman has done a great job going out there and drafting well. I'm going out in free agency, bringing in a guy like A.J. Brown from the Titans. And so, I mean, the team is doing doing well. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to them going to Arizona on Sunday to get another victory. And so I know they have to take it one, one game at a time, and that's definitely how I think as well. But, you know, it's, it's a good place to be, to be 4-0, as opposed to maybe 0-4 or 1-3 or something like that. You already touched on Jalen Hurts. So what have you seen from his development this season compared to last season? Well, I think first and foremost, um, you can tell from a coaching standpoint, from a franchise standpoint, that they've committed to him. I think that's important, right? I mean, of course, we as players, we have to go out there on the field, make the plays, make sure that we know the offenses and all of those type of things. But I think for them committing to him, right? That's the that's the first first thing. Um, I think you know he's definitely worked on his touch. Um, he looks very comfortable whether the whether he's in the pocket. I love the the play calling that um, Nick is calling. He's not you know just running him and things of that nature. Um, he hadn't had a lot of turnovers um, this year, and so I just feel like he has a total grasp of the offense. And then it's not bad when you throw into the receivers that we have as well. Miles, he's been running the ball well. He he had over 100 yards um, rushing on Sunday. And when you think about our offensive line, I mean, those guys, they run block, they mash you, they can sit back and pass block as well. And so, I mean, we're just playing complimentary football on both sides of the ball, special teams wise. I know in the back half, on the defense, you know, we have we've had a couple of guys have some bumps and bruises. But um, when I think about, you know, what they're doing as well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just love being a fan. I'm love watching and supporting those guys. You already touched on the defense. So let's stay there. The defensive unit has been feasting this whole season. Like we know 
this is the third straight week that they have got an NFC Defensive Player of the Week award. That's huge. You know, we saw what they did to Carson Wentz. And when they played the commanders, he was sacked nine times. Like they forced five turnovers when it came to uh, Trevor Lawrence. And when we played the Vikings, Darius Slay completely locked down Justin Jefferson. And so how important is it to be on a defense-led team? You were on some defense-led teams when you played. You played with Brian Dawkins. You played with Hugh Douglas, uh, uh, Troy Vincent. And so can you talk to me about that? Oh, I mean, I'm loving it, right? Because it's like, you see, offense always gets the headlines, right? Because, you know, if it's their offense that's scoring a lot of points, putting up a lot of yards, but, I mean, it's okay to get a defense some love. Like, give us some love. Like, they've been getting it, and I, I'm appreciative of that. And you can just tell watching them from the energy. It kind of reminds when we were playing back there, and you mentioned some of my former teammates, um, Brian Dawkins, um, Hugh Douglas, Jeremiah Trotter, Al Harris, um, Carlos Emmons. I mean, I can go on down the line. And those guys look like they have fun, first and foremost, playing with each other, right? They're cheering for one another when a guy gets an interception or gets a sack. I, <clears throat> I'm not sure, but I think we're, you know, tops in sacks in the league as well. And so, I mean, when you have that type of um, talent, and they're putting it out there on the field and making those type of plays. I mean, what more can you ask for? When you reflect on your time spent in the league, is there a specific season that you remember enjoying most because of the players that were on that team? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, even before we, <clears throat> excuse me, became one of the best teams, especially defensive units in the league, I knew when we, we so I, I, I arrived first and then we drafted um, Brian my second year. We brought in Troy from a free agency standpoint. We brought in Hugh. Uh, we drafted Jeremiah Trotter. I agree, like all of those guys. And so I, I just think from day one, even when we weren't that successful, you could just tell that like, you know what? I really like going to work with these guys. I can cheer for them. I mean, we we grew to be become more than just what we were. We didn't just work together. You know, we spent time with each other's families, whether that was, you know, for dinner or during the holidays. I mean, I can remember so many times going over to these guys' house because my family was they weren't local, or crashing, you know, crashing the kitchen, going, going in the pantry. And so we had that type of relationship. And not to say that, okay, all units have to have that type of closeness. But I feel like, in my opinion, when you care more just about what's in between the lines, you know, it's easy for you to root for you know, the guy next to you. And I can definitely see some of that going on um, within the Eagles right now. And during week four, there were quite a few Eagles players that got injured in Darius Slay, Avante Maddox as well. And so that required some of the younger players to step up, like Zach McPherson, like uh, Josiah Scott. And you have a similar path during your rookie season. Um, Derek Frazier got injured. And so your defensive coordinator pretty much was like, listen, it's go time. It's time to step up. To the <laughs> and so can you talk about having that? next man up mentality and how important that is for an individual, but also for the team. Oh, for sure. I mean, you want to have depth at each position just because obviously the season is longer now. You know, guys get hurt um, at, a, at a high, higher clip. And 
you know, just because of all of those things, you need to have quality backups, right? Of course, you want to be able to go in there with your starters week in and week out. But I think it just says a lot about our team when you do have guys that can come in <clears throat> when you have a Darius Slade hurt and you just mentioned Maddox as well, right? And so it also talks about how on the first and second level of the defense, when you when you point out the defensive line and the linebackers, where it's like, okay, we got a guy that's hurt, somebody going to step up. You look at um, what Hassan Reddick did this past week, and you mentioned him being um, NFC player of the week. I think he would got two sacks, a couple of fumble, fumble recoveries. Like, that's like, that's what stepping it up is all about. And um, when, when you have that type of depth, I mean, I could just imagine how the practices are because it not only helps you doing game day, but when you have that type of depth and it makes the practices more spirited, it not only helps the defense, but when you're going against the offense, it helps the offense <clears throat> as well. Because typically the way things are set up, the first team offense goes up, up against the backups as far as being like a scout team. But imagine going against, a scout team with the guys that we have in our defensive secondary and can they, and they can match up with some of our receivers. That really helps them out, right? Of course, you want to be able to get some rest during the week and things of that nature because seasons are long. But you know when you're lining up, even in practice, the backup guy, you know, can bring it as well. And I think that's very important to, to having a successful season. A lot of players don't make it to 10 years in the league you did and so what advice would you have to some of these younger players who are striving for longevity in their career in the NFL well I think more importantly right there's just more data as far as how to better take care of yourself when you think about you know sports sports science nutrition like all of those types of things and I know guys are you know paying more attention to the things that they're putting in their bodies and, and things of that nature. And, you know, they have maybe specialized workout programs. And I think it's just a combination of all of that. I mean, because look, we play a physical sport. I mean, there's still bumps and bruises that I feel when I wake up, I know when it's getting ready to rain and all of that type of stuff, just because of the way that my body feels. But, you know, when you can do all of those things to put you in a better position to be available, because that's the most important thing. During your time spent in Philly, what's one thing that you enjoyed most about the city? Um, you know, I just think just the mix of people, right? You know, it was it was hard nose. Um, you know, we got out in the city. I mean, we you know we went places. We it were in the restaurants and you know all of those. We we didn't stay hidden and things of that nature. And so just to be able to spend experience the culture, I mean the food. I mean, I know the weather gets kind of sloppy, but coming from a state like Texas, when we pretty much maybe have one or two seasons to experience all of the different seasons there, I mean, it can get a little hectic at times. And, you know, I had to upgrade my my coat game and all of this type of stuff to be able to um, survive in that type of climate. But I mean, all of those things, I mean, it was just like a big melting pot. I mean, we being so close to New York and traveling and things of that nature as well. But I mean, I love Philly. I mean, I, I can't wait to get back there this year. Matter of fact, one of my former teammates, Hugh Douglas, he'll be honored, I think, on November 27th. Uh, he'll be going, was it the Ring of Honor or something like that? So be able to go and spend time with him and 
some of the other guys that I play with, I'm really looking forward to that. When you look at this Eagles roster outside of Jalen Hurts, who's another player on this roster who has stood out to you so far? Man, I, I would definitely have to say um, A.J. Brown. I mean, I was a fan of his. I didn't know much about him in college. But, I mean, since he's been in the league and he was down in Tennessee with the Titans, I mean, he's been a dog. I mean, I would have loved to be able to compete with him to – to, to try to make him better, for him to make me better as well. And, you know, I'm definitely a big fan of his. And when, when they made that move, I was like, man, what did, like, is this really real? Like, I thought it was fake. People were contacting me, like, man, do you see what the Eagles just did? You see what how we just made happen? I'm like, what? Like, like is, is this real? But it's real. I mean, he looks like he's enjoying being in the city. Um, Jalen is doing a great job of getting him the ball and, things of that nature. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to him to continue to have a, a great season for us and put up big numbers. This is just a light, fun question. What's uh, the most embarrassing moment you remember from when you were playing? Man, embarrassing moment? Yeah. You know what? It's a, I wouldn't say it was embarrassing, right? But it just talks about, like, how passionate the Eagles fans are. So I'm not sure how old you are, if you can remember Veterans Stadium, but it was a dump, right? And so going to Notre Dame, you know, you're going to bump into guys that you played that you played with at Notre Dame that you play against. And so I was, we were playing against the Colts and one of my good friends, Jeff Burris, who um, plays defensive back at the time. And unfortunately, they beat us. And so we were just kind of talking about some stuff, getting ready to walk to the tunnel. And so we're walking to the tunnel and I'm kind of laughing. Of course, we just lost. But like this is my man, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it was a couple of fans that were probably like three feet away from me. And I wasn't even really paying attention to them. And maybe they thought I didn't take the loss seriously. But the fan was like, Bobby. It's not funny. Take it seriously. And I'm like, whoa. And me and Jeff, I mean, it kind of startled me. Me and Jeff looked at each other like, and I'm like, hey, man, that's Philly for you. And that was like my real first, first example of like how hardcore, you know, the fandom can be up there in Philly. But yeah, I wouldn't say that was embarrassing. Yeah. But that was just kind of like a shock. It was like, I was like, like, like he was my dad or something. My, or my mom was like, like, hold on, Playboy. Like, put these hands on you. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, the hands are like, oh man, right? <laughs> they are passionate, though. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, but once again, uh, you're joining me on half, behalf of Gen Youth and the NFL Play in Schools program that's set to launch the NFL Play in Schools Coach of the Year Award now through October 21st. Uh, listeners can visit flag.genyouthnow.org to nominate your favorite coaches and PE teachers for the 2022-2023 NFL Flag and Schools Coach of the Year Award. And the winner of this award will, along with five runners-up, will be announced by Bobby Taylor um, on the Gen Youth Instagram at Gen Youth Now. So go and check that out as well. But thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Fly, Eagles, fly. Bye, you just fly. P G N.